All right, know, we're going to make a great James Bond that wouldn't that be <laughs> Anyways, let's start the show. Let's start this show with Joe Biden making an ass of himself as usual. Right, well, let's see what he says. Oh, no volume. Oh, what the fucking oh. boomer. I've come on. The thing. Hey. The thing. Oh, God, hey. Rory. Hold what are on, we doing? I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we need Nas on this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we need Nas on this. So, what are we talking about today, guys? What well, are we talking about today? I know we're talking about know. a little bit about Facebook. Doing a little Facebook, uh-huh. which I can ramble on about for a while. I, I spent so much fucking time trying to figure out what the fuck happened on Monday. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't aware that was happening. You guys blew up the Discord chat because clearly everything else was out. Well, you were <laughs> like, probably like not... asleep, weren't yeah, you? you were I mean, asleep. Yeah. No, I was at work. I was working. So, I... I can't be on Instagram while I'm working, but I don't know about you guys, but you know. oh god, get over yourself! <laughs> <laughs> I need to cook food. I can't have my phone in my hands. And that is true. I very I I did not very often see cooks using their phones when I worked at restaurants. Yeah. They usually were too go. busy. This is true. There you go. That's fair. Anyways, so what happened with Facebook and Instagram, and I believe WhatsApp as well? We we went down. Rory, I mean, what's the deal? A big fucking rabbit hole to go down here because it doesn't just end there because of all the things that happened with the whistleblower, but we can get into that kind of afterwards. I feel like that's probably the more political side of things, but mm-hmm. just interesting because it, it does kind of tie in what happened on Monday. God, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Okay. Um, so think of Facebook as like this big system of computers, servers, and routers. Like, just like the easiest, like, I'm trying to think about the easiest way to frame this, right? A series of tubes. Yes, it's just a series of tubes. Thank you, Ian. So the computers are doing the coding and that's what you're doing the other work on. Your servers are storing all the data and your routers are connecting everything to the rest of us, right? So you're, according to the engineers at Facebook, what basically happened was they were issuing this command to their system uh, with, and this is a quote of theirs, with the intention to assess the availability of the global backbone capacity, which unintentionally took down all of our connections uh, in our backbone network, effectively disconnecting Facebook data servers globally, right? Which is pretty fucking dry and it's a little bit confusing. So effectively what they're saying is that they were essentially trying to assess the accessibility and strength of their entire system and ended up disconnecting that entire system from everybody, despite nothing actually being wrong with it. So Facebook was actually kind of up this whole time, but they had just sort of removed availability for this, the internet to see what was there, which had something to do with this thing called BGP routing. You don't really need to know too much about that. All you need to know is like BGP routing is what allows different like servers and, and things to communicate 
on the internet. Like Facebook can't connect and contact to an ISP when you search for facebook.com without BGP routing being in there. So when they got rid of that, it essentially made the internet think that Facebook no longer existed for those for like that amount of time. The, that's the first part of what happened. But because well, of the way... Yeah, what's, what- yeah, go ahead. What's also significant is that Facebook didn't just go down for everyone. Facebook went down for Facebook. Exactly. Like their business yeah. was so think about, built off this one thing. Yes. So think about it like what a, a modern tech company would do in terms of how they would network their system for accessibility of in terms of employees, right? Because that's what Facebook did. Everything sort of worked on the internet of things, right? You're using Facebook's stuff, which is stored on their servers to to work on Facebook, right? All of their tools were internally ran. So this fuck up also blocked employees from using those internal tools to access the network itself. So you can imagine how difficult it becomes a problem for them to solve when the tools they would normally have used to troubleshoot an issue like this were not even available for them to use. So Facebook engineers have to spend these six hours basically going to physical locations and trying to break into their own servers. And imagine how difficult that is when they don't have any access. So that's why even their communication system is built off of Messenger. And that's where it gets really kind of fucked up when you really start to look into this. I mean, before I get into that part of it, let's just say that the fun note of this whole story is that Facebook really did actually have a redundancy in place to stop this from happening. It's this auditing system they have set up to make sure that if there is some error in a code that's being implemented to the system, this, this auditing system stops it from happening. But it turns out that there was a bug in the auditing system and that bug prevented it from doing its job. (laughs) So it completely failed and we had this fucking thing happen. But to what Ian was saying was really why we bring up what happened on Monday at all. Otherwise, it's just like a big fuck up that costs Mark Zuckerberg $7 billion. And I think Facebook like $100 to $150 million worth of revenue for the day. The biggest issue here is the massive amount of the global population that uses both Facebook or WhatsApp as a main means of online communication, which doesn't sound like a big deal. But when it comes to other nations, this is a huge, huge fucking deal. Okay, especially Asia. WhatsApp is massive. I didn't even know the extent of it, man, until I started looking. Everybody uses it for work. Everybody. Not even like every like Mm. every immigrant I've ever met uses WhatsApp. Everybody. So imagine like like, the usage in their home countries. Mm -hmm. Like everybody uses. To break it down, to put it into really real terms, WhatsApp is the main means of internet communications for all of Latin America. Okay. The Indian subcontinent, which is India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, a sizable chunk of Europe as well uses it, Russia, and most of Africa. And here's the interesting thing because Facebook is the same for the US in terms of, of online communication, Australia, the parts of Africa that aren't dominated by WhatsApp. And the same goes for Europe. So in the situations where WhatsApp doesn't dominate, Facebook Messenger does, okay? The only other notable apps that are being used is WeChat in China, and there's a precedent there, obviously. Um, There's an app called Telegram, which is very popular in Iran, Ethiopia, and Uzbekistan for some reason. Um, There's an app called Viber, which seems to only be popular Mm -hmm. in the Ukraine area. And there's an app called IMO, which is in Turkmenistan. But then you also have an app called Line in Japan and Thailand. These are the signal. only other compete. Yeah, signal, which is kind Everyone of not well get known, on, but it should well because it's it's very very um, anonymous and secure. But that's that's a whole other thing. Grind your axe somewhere else, Ian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so this is just and like Wicker what, if you're trying to buy drugs, basically. But yeah, there you I go. Digress. Well, Silk Road died, didn't it? <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that on Monday, 
Facebook, their their site, you know, or the, the the greater company, Facebook, caused a massive fucking disruption in the day-to-day workings of businesses over the entire world, as well as countless individuals who use the apps to communicate for educational purposes. I mean, think about what it would be like if you had a project on Friday and there's something important going on and you and all of your the people you're working on the project with are communicating through WhatsApp and then this goes down for a day. You can't even contact them so that you can find another platform to use in the interim because you can't communicate because you only talk through WeChat. And it's so much more serious than that in other countries where it's not like they have a choice to, I mean, not WeChat, WhatsApp, sorry. But it's not like they don't even have a, a choice. Sometimes it is the option. This is what you can use. So it going down becomes a much greater problem than like what we have in the United States. We're like, okay, you just fucking call them. But in situations where people can't do that, it became a really, really big deal. I mean, well, th- this this brings up a whole other point of how Facebook operates internationally. Um, there are more Latin American users of Facebook than in the entirety of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the resources they dedicate to, um, and part of this was brought up in the the whistleblowing um, testimony. But part of the it was that the resources they allocate to English speaking Facebook far outnumber the actual proportion of Facebook users. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have situations like what happened in Myanmar, which basically incited a genocide. Yes. um, And all these other situations that just gets completely ignored and is not even like part of what has been blowing up from the whistleblowing right. Exactly. uh, Yesterday. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, because we can get into that and all the things that, um, that were said, uh, it's very interesting because of exactly what you're talking about and the way that Facebook pretended to address these issues with their site. And now we're seeing a lot of these internal documents that are basically saying that they were aware of these things and they basically did half steps or, or lesser measures than they were claiming to in order to address these problems. And it's like what you're saying in terms of the allocation of resources. One of the interesting things that did come out in the leak was that, um, Oftentimes, those other nations that you're talking about would get some older iterants of the Facebook platform software and algorithms, um, which comes possibly less secure, less secure. But then you also have the idea that these algorithms are worked at over time, maybe at some point. I mean, this is kind of where the, the, the argument gets a little bit more difficult. And a little bit more murky, because a lot of the criticism that Facebook is going to face in the next couple of days is that they have been shown to be completely aware of the fact that they've created algorithms that have detrimentally impacted people's mental and like their well-being in, in very serious ways, among other things, and that they've done nothing to change it because it would have, in their own words... And that's what their internal research yeah, and documentation exactly. says, right? Yeah, Exactly. And the problem is, is that it was the choice between getting keeping user engagement high or helping this problem. And they decided to pick user engagement because right. and, that's the and, profitable. And they method. came up with the false uh, sort of dichotomy that you were uh, choosing free speech or this like harmful material when really it wasn't about censorship of it in the first place. It was about what was going to create, um, what was generating clicks, basically, what yes. was going to go viral. And that's what uh, the safety protocols that they had in place leading up to the election after the election, they took down, and that's what a lot of uh, the leaks have been about. Um, and it and it just really goes to show um, that, like, of course, they're going to choose profit over safety 100%. time and time again. But like, how is that even a fucking surprise? 
No, I think that a lot of it is the issue is that it goes far, far beyond this as well in times that they chose um, the monetary solution over the moral solution. A great example of that is that Facebook's internal memo showed that they were aware that cartels were using uh, the site to have engagement to other individuals, as well as in certain situations using it to sell drugs. And Facebook did very, very little about that. Uh, again, there's the Instagram example where, like right. we're saying, you know, um, it, it was this thing that came out that said, you know, uh, they're well aware that they've created this negative feedback loop on the app that's negatively impacting teenagers, especially teenage girls, their self-image and their mental well-being. And it was doing this at the same time. Their own research. Also Yes, their own research. And it was keeping these people coming back. It was the negative feedback loop was that it made them feel worse, but it also created a system that made them keep coming back to feed off that negative image. And their usage went up. And their usage usage went up. up. The thing that's particularly disturbing about this is that it also came around the same time that they were working on an idea to create sort of an Instagram for kids, because obviously there's an age limit on Instagram. And they put it on hold because, uh, and again, they saw it, and this is their own internal document stating this, that they saw children as an untapped resource. The logic being who helps kids with their technology, their parents, of course. So you engage the kids, you engage the parents, and you're also setting up those children to use these apps as adults. You're getting them early, right? None of this even speaks to the fact that we can also, on these applications, pay for more user engagement in regards to what people see on the site itself. And that adds an entire fucking layer of craziness to this fucking crap. It really does when you think about it. Because it even adds, and again, internal memos show, there was a different set of rules depending on how popular or influential you were on the site and in the world at large. So if you're a celebrity using Facebook, you were set to a different level of scrutiny and rules than everybody else who was using the site, but they weren't admitting this, that you were on these different playing fields. So you might have been able to say something on Facebook as a celebrity that you would not have been penalized for. And that could propagate among the masses. But if someone in a lower end ends up saying the exact same thing, they get penalized and banned. And you're setting up this sort of weird system by which, again, the person on the bottom is going to sit there and get screwed over while somebody who has more influence can say and do that exact same thing. Um, sounds like the social media world is the same as the real world yeah it is it is it is Uh, Uh, zuckerberg came out uh yesterday too and and kind of dismissed the those claims that they uh favored things that were going to be combative for um you know to generate mm -hmm. engagement but and he's tried to say that like uh we don't get paid by this. We get paid by advertisers and advertisers have time and time again said they don't want their content next to hateful material. Um, so it's illogical to use that argument, but it, it completely ignores the fact that, do you know what generates clicks? Those clicks. Exactly. The things that generate clicks, which was mm-hmm. these sort of insightful um, inflammatory posts that, you know, yeah. based off of Facebook's algorithm, it had nothing to do with whether or not they were censoring posts, but what they were actually boosting intentionally um, to create, uh, to incite engagement. Funny you say that, Ian, because in Europe, I think European political parties, um, I I don't know if they formally raised the complaint or are about to with Facebook, but um, they they have said themselves that they've had to put in more clickbaity, more extreme views, left or right, whatever it is, so that they can out-engage their opponent and get the vote. So Mm -hmm. if 
if they don't generate clickbaity slash, you know, infuriating content to keep their grassroots supporters engaged, they might lose the enthusiasm and the opponent wins. And it's so particularly it's like dangerous. Facebook's driving, yeah, exactly. Facebook's almost dictating how politics runs in a way. Because the point they are. They are. And that's what's so dangerous about it is that like this is the public forum now. It has become so monopolistic and so so much of a behemoth that like 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 you were saying, like everyone uses WhatsApp. Everything it has its tendrils and everything, and it is the public forum now, which makes it just so much more dangerous to be unregulated. I, I mean, you know, but well, at the, the same anarchist time, no, me always cringes at that. The but like the regulation that they're considering is not the regulation that needs to actually happen with Facebook, which right. is a giant fucking antitrust breaking apart of Facebook. Google, Amazon, Apple. Exactly. Because, because it's just, it, it's. It, did, you, did you say Amazon? I don't know. I can't remember. You said yeah, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's just, it, it's, it's like the fact that Facebook has that much control over various communication, commerce. It, it's just, it's, it's far too big. And like based on existing antitrust laws in the US, like there's no reason that they can't do it, but they won't, obviously, because Facebook fucking you know, pays hundreds of millions of dollars, I imagine. Into yeah. the even even listening to NPR, yeah. they had it's to like, pause and say, like, uh, we should note that Facebook is a large donor to NPR. Like, it's right, everywhere. exactly. It's I mean, fucking what's her name? The uh, fucking press secretary, Jen Psaki. Yeah. Wasn't, she was uh, high up at Facebook before this. You know, it's like it's it's they are a huge, huge like they are intertwined with the government in in many many ways. Yeah, but that and happened during like, the Obama years, Ben. Like they fucking went in hard, and Obama, like you know, I don't disagree. I'm simply saying that it's like that. It's like I I do hear what people are saying, but it's it's I kind of see to me that like they're looking at what happened with Facebook here, and they're kind of being like, okay, what way can we get like our little like fucking greasy hands on this? in ways that they can regulate it to their benefit. Not in a way that actually is like helpful. No, of course. Facebook. Yeah, of course. What you I know? think will end up happening in terms of regulation is that they will harp on internal documents like the Instagram example. And it, that will cause them to go after the influencer crowd as being sort of the red herring of this issue. That's just a guess. Yeah. I mean, my it's going to be the idea of not how are these algorithms generating content and driving kids and adults towards these various things that create such high user engagement? It's going to be, who are the people on the other side? How do we blame them rather than the system itself? Because the system needs to continue to exist because that's what generates the revenue that we're talking about that keeps them from doing anything about this shit. I think that's going to be the thing. It's going to be, there's going to be some kind of age limit on engagement with these influencer type people who they are again going to blame for the negative self image of the Which won't even be enforceable. No, which won't be enforceable. Right. Um, I feel like it'll just end up getting used as a way to further discredit anti establishment political opinions. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's like, let's be real about where a lot of those right-wing opinions came from. Like it's, it's, sure. it was a hatred of establishment right. politics. that became very misplaced, but it's like, and was it, fueled by the, the new public forum, right? Fueled by the new public forum and Putin. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. But then, no. but then, but then yeah. we, then we've banned, then we banned well, the, 
the loud mouth and uh, what do you think is uh, the result of that? People, do you think people are still pro Facebook in terms of like Trump supporters or pro Twitter? No, they fucking hate those platforms for, but they, they have their free use them because they have no better. They, they option. do exactly. So every, like Ian's saying, everyone's on this, on this platform, no matter what you can't mm-hmm. get away from it. So if you want to organize, yeah. you got you to use one of these See, platforms and it's too, like really what- no other way. It's to like what happened earlier with Myanmar specifically that becomes a particular concern for Western politics when you look at Facebook, because the real issue that we need to be looking at here is that the algorithm itself in terms of politics creates this sort of this feedback loop, like what they were talking about in terms of UK politics. They continually have to raise the stake over the other one to keep that engagement mm-hmm. going. And that is only going to create more vitriol and it is going to create more division. And it's going to come to a head. It's got it. I mean, look how far along we are now. I wonder if you would go I mean, back to Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, a congresswoman. And yeah. uh, the guy running for Senate in St. Louis is the guy that was out on his front lawn during the protests in front of his McMansion with the gun. He's running go, for senator, and he's no gonna win. fucking way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you serious? Jesus Christ. And now he's going to win. Remember back when, like, the craziest thing in politics, I mean, we said it on the show before, was Howard Dean's PIA, like that. Like, that used to be oh. crazy in politics. Like, remember, remember how, like, think oh, yeah. about ah. 10 years ago, how ridiculous all of this would fucking remember, look. Remember when, um, remember when Romney, like, had a huge blunder because he said binders full of women? Yeah. And now <laughs> yeah. look where we are. Now look where we are. <laughs> And didn't pay that fucking baby town for all these yeah. days. <laughs> Which like I know libs like to I know libs like to post it every single time anything comes up about what like uh, uh Republicans virtue signaling about women, but just like the audio of Trump just being like I came at her like a bitch. And it's yeah, like, like you know, talking about just like mm. sexually assaulting someone. It's like, oh my god, dude, compared to fucking yeah. compared to Romney. Yeah. Look how wild. quick that changed. Look how it quick is it was so went. wild. I mean, I'm trying and to think. Did it change or did the coverage just the mask just fell off? You know, it was that that whole mentality has been fostered by Fox News for a good what? Didn't they celebrate what thirty years or some shit? Just At yesterday? least people used to be embarrassed saying the quiet yeah. part out loud. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's better or worse, but there used to be some fucking shame, and like even that, I would say is at least a little bit better. I don't know. Uh, it's like, does it make me feel better that those people are now boldly stating out loud that they don't give a shit and that they're, they, you want to be an asshole or whatever it happens to be? Like, you know, it would be better if they weren't becoming fucking senators. Senators, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, and that's where we are. Yes. Speaking of becoming senators, fucking uh, our favorite Democratic senator, uh, Kristen Cinema, Kirsten Cinema, is. Uh, is also in that bandwagon. It doesn't matter if you're left or right. If you're fucking <laughs> doing stupid shit like that, you will not be liked by anybody. I don't know what her play is, guys. I don't think she cares about being liked. I no. think she. I think yeah, she's no, going for one. I think she's swinging for the fences and looking for a sweet gig afterwards. She's but, not an idiot, though. She's but, not an idiot. She's Christmas but, cinema. But I, you know, Ryan Grimm had a fantastic point about this today, which is that she it that she needs to tread carefully because there is no shortage of right-wing nutjob lobbyists. It is much more useful to have a middle-of-the-road liberal uh, uh, liberal lobbyist. And right now, she isn't making any friends anywhere. No. And- no, but she is, though. 
Well, she is. She's meeting she friends with all the Democrats that but... also don't want to do fucking shit, but are too chicken shit to go on the record about it. Oh, for sure. There, there, are, there are plenty of Democrats that are just fucking absolutely over the moon for Mansion and Cinema right now because they're taking the heat for doing the thing that they wish they could politically get away with, which is just absolutely do jack shit to maintain the status quo. Mm. It's it's just so insane to me that like that they're just that they're not willing to do this just one thing. Like it's like I would have thought like as a group that there would at least be one piece of legislation they would try to hang their hat on. You know, so we're talking I mean, about the Build Back Better agenda now, basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, okay. it's just like it, it is. It, it is just kind of shocking. I just figured the infrastructure bill. I was like, yeah, they're going to probably do infrastructure. They'll whittle it down, and then you know that's what they're going to hang their hat on for the rest of the administration. And, and, and they're it. saying the left, the progressive wing, needs to negotiate, but they're bringing nothing to the table. Yeah, they're not. They're not asking. They're not making clear what it is that they want. They're not making clear what it is that they want. And I mean, even McConnell in regards to this is like when it comes to shit like the debt ceiling, it's just it's he, he's not even making any sense with his arguments because it's obstructionism. That's all. Yeah, it is. it's, it's just all, it's not about obstructionism. And when you talk about cinema, you know, she's taken almost a million dollars from industry groups that are all against the Build Back Better agenda. OK, she's got money from U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Business Roundtable, the Rate Coalition. Uh, National Association of Manufacturers, like a ton of people who are all super fucking outspoken against. And she's been she's been bill. meeting with them right now, like not yeah. like she's that was like back in the day, deal. like right now she's meeting. They, with them. They've even like I'm pretty sure the U.S. Chamber of Commerce they've even like made statements of like we fucking applaud her and we will reward her with campaign contributions. Like these, like it's very very apparent why she's making the decision she is. Um, she's given her tons of cash, <laughs> like. She's again, and she's one of those people who's you know making the argument that spending is bad because that's the only thing they do when it comes in, when it comes to discussions like this. You can't spend that much money because spending is bad. And really, it's kind of misses it's, the it's argument. It's too much of, money, but I'm not yeah. going to give you a number that is the appropriate amount of money. And I'm not exactly. making that claim based off of any actual research or claims. It's just because that sounds like way too much. Well, I get fucking bogged down by the fucking. You're, these are people in government. They should be informed. I mean, I know they're informed enough. But if you're talking about politics, like everybody knows that spending isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you don't create a massive deficit doing it. You got to find ways to fucking pay for it. That's the only issue here. Borrowing the money is, you know, is where effective And what you don't do is all the tax cuts don't have that, that Trump did. Exactly. Which is the whole reason we're in this fucking mess to begin we with. We spent and we created a tax deficit. And everyone's sitting here talking about how we can't spend this fucking money right now. And the that's, again, that is why taxation comes into play and why it's so fucking important. And it's interesting because it ties back to what are the new papers that came out? The Pandora Papers, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, pa- whatever. Pandora Papers. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Pandora Papers? Yeah. So, yeah. Mo- and yeah. Those are literally coming out and saying that people like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates aren't actually skirting as much taxes as people say or assume that they are because the U.S. is already pretty fucking great to them. So they don't yeah. need that, to. That was the biggest the, the biggest biggest takeaway found in those pandora papers was the lack of u.s people implicated because the u.s is already a fucking tax haven we've taken care of them over the past decade and so especially especially the billionaires so again everyone's asking how you fucking pay for it there's your answer or you know you don't give another billion dollars to fucking israel yeah
So, I mean, but it, you know, it all comes back and everyone can sit there and go, why, why are these big companies and these associations sitting there and trying to fight this? And it's because the members are going to get the shit taxed out of them. So that's why they don't want it to fucking happen. It's like, it's all pretty clear cut and dry. I don't understand like why the average person would fight against it. I but well, here we are. Well, why wouldn't they? If you've got CNN pushing fucking stupid shit like this, Rory, if you want to, or whoever's got this on, if you want to play their take on these more progressive elements. I can hear it. But Mansion and Cinema are deserving of our praise, not our criticism. Their refusal to simply fall in line and instead exhibit some independence is both a rarity in Washington and a reflection of their diverse constituencies. Consider that Cinema's Arizona constituents pretty evenly divide between R's and D's and I's. In Manchin's case, he represents a state that Donald Trump won by nearly 39 points. And where R's and D's, R's outnumber the D's and independents are about one-fifth of the population. Plus, who wouldn't want what's in the so-called Build Back Better plan? Two free years of community college, child care and universal pre-K, Medicare expansion for dental, hearing, and vision extended child tax credit, paid family and medical leave, clean electricity. The question is whether we can afford it. There really hasn't been a serious conversation about the nation's debt and deficit since the so-called Simpson-Bowles Commission created by President Obama. You're muted, Ian. Jesus, dude. <clears throat> it's just all, it's all bullshit. I mean, come on. How it's are just, we going to pay for it? <laughs> It's I think what's like so tough to watch about this entire situation is just that over the course of the past year and kind of since like the the kind of since the primary in 2020 is we've seen so many examples of that when it really matters the de to the Democratic Party, they will move mountains like instantly. And it's just we are splitting hairs here. Like we're splitting these people are splitting hairs on the dumbest shit. And it's like so insane to me that like we are on the brink and this is like the shit that like is getting fed into people's fucking mouths every day. Like this asshole right here, <laughs> you know, it's like, we are, we are he, he on sounds the, like Brett Stevens. We are, we are on the fucking brink. And there are just like people talking about the, the the finer points of like how we should approach politicians, you know, like what it what it means for cinema and mansion, like, you know, that it's anything other than just clear corporate backed obstructionism with mm -hmm. no point other than to stop any meaningful legislation from happening. And it's just like we're going to have like like we're going to have a major fucking economic collapse. You know, and it's just like this is and this is the shit we're dealing with. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I am just I, it's just it's, it's insane to me. No, it's, it's and, where uh, we're going. And I know they keep mentioning the constituents and obviously these positions are popular to for the American people, like overwhelmingly popular. So when when well, who wouldn't want these things? Yeah, these I know. And then luxuries like. Uh, a situation where you're not working an entire job just to justify the cost of childcare. Like, oh, yeah. who wouldn't want that? These, but he, oh, these decadent socialists. He's being, 
he's being disingenuous as well when he's saying how, you know, when he's talking about the constituency, because Senator Mark Kelly, who's up for re-election next uh, year, isn't, is way more favorable. Arizona's been trending blue over the years. So when they, when they talk about the constituency, like, I don't understand. It's like, I kind of get Joe Manchin because West Virginia, they voted more red. I think Trump took that state by 70%. Whereas, the, shit that, the shit that Manchin takes stances on, though, are never of any sort of meaningful no, I know, because, conservative value. They're always just they're yeah. always just fucking horrible economic things. Hmm. Well, and, and it's, and it's always and interesting. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But come on, guys. I don't know if you saw this, but you got to give Manchin credit from his yacht. That's called Almost Heaven. He was talking to a bunch of protesters who had to canoe up to him because obviously he's been running away from them. Same thing with cinema. What do you think people had to confront her in a fucking bathroom? Right, because Mark Kelly was to... like going off about like that's not how you change minds. It's like fuck like, uh, you. It's hey, right. not, you next, about, it's like not even about changing fucking minds. It's never been about changing minds. It's about letting these fucking people know that there's no there are consequences. There's no there's nothing changed. There's not yeah, some you give you give up like, that privilege when you go into public office. I'm sorry, that's the yeah. sacrifice you make when you get that much power. You lose the fucking privilege of privacy. She doesn't I mean, have any. Not. She doesn't have any ideology beyond her own self-interest. No, you know, and it's just it's so like, funny, like how she used to be this like social worker, Green Party, money, money got to her. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. There's a video. There's a video that surfaced about how she uh, <laughs> fucking she Gen X. <laughs> how she what? <laughs> There's what? a video of, of this moment exactly that that she was saying she hates. Like, you know, how, how you hold up, you're holding up legislation, that you're the villain. Um, I got to find this video, but it's... Uh, Rota- it's the rotating villain or whatever. Yeah, basically. And it's yeah. just, it's hilarious. How ironic. Well, and, yeah, and another point, and ironic, going back yeah. to uh, the constituency, like everything's so gerrymandered to shit that... Those constituency numbers are absolutely jack shit meaningless. Well, you know, it's also fun. Like, it's very easy to go. These people here are Republicans. These ones are independents. These people are Democrats. But maybe show a poll of what they thought if you really want to, like, like, how how did these And who wasn't voting because you don't represent them at all. Yeah, like, so maybe maybe show that poll, you know, like, if you're... Media loves polling people. Why don't you go ahead and take a poll? Right. I know her. I know her. I know her approval rating has like drastically, drastically dropped. Shocker. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, I can't think of anyone in recent memory that quite so obviously sold out so quickly after pitching themselves Mm. as a progressive. Like she really does. Our Dean. Our Dean. Our Dean. Yeah, but yeah. it's bad as cinema though. Like cinema is no. like yeah. cinema has made herself public enemy number one within being with it, you know, within her first term of serving. And which Dean is why never I pose the question. To be that much of a progressive. True, but which is why I question what is her fucking end game on this, right? Money, like money, yeah, money. It's money. From it's who? Money. From which? From which side? From, from, because she's from burning right bridges with special the interests from wherever she can get it. Because the reality yeah. is, is that while she may, you know, like who knows, maybe she'll piss off too many people to become 
like a lobbyist. She can still sit on the board of some random fucking. It's yeah, like she'll have the money. You know, it's like ton, tons of these guys do that. They end up sitting on the. You know, they sit yeah, on the take board the money. of some random company and yeah. they get or fat, join the think tank. They don't really shit. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, That's the secret. She doesn't of America, need to be guys. reelected. She's she's got her notoriety. This is like yeah. No, she's financially you know, she's set burning, now. She's burning her candle here. Knowing fucking knowing knowing them, she'll probably become a fucking correspondent on CNN. You know, it's <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. Fucking Rick Santorum has been hanging around CNN for like a dude, decade if, now. That dude. They got Lewandowski on there. What was his, that was his name? Fucking uh, Troy Lewandowski. Uh, Carl Lewandowski, exactly. If yeah. he can be on there, fucking anyone can. Yeah, seriously. She'll probably That's get a media gig. Yep. It'll be something. The point is, she'll move to the private sector just fine in whatever capacity she wants, most likely. There'll be something open for her somewhere. Uh, and there she'll just take the money that she made doing what she did. And she'll just push it toward. And again, private sector is just going to help her make more money. She's set off the wheel spins. That's the secret of America. It's what's what's been so like disappointing throughout this whole process. But that also was just entirely predictable is just in the media. It keeps getting talked about as that what they're doing is like, you know, giving giving Biden like a big old loss. And it's like, no, like what's tragic here is that this is a desperately needed infrastructure bill. And like they're playing this. Yeah. They're like playing this obnoxious, obnoxious fucking game. And it, and it's just all the while, like it's just, we're all looking at it being like, Oh my God, like what Mm -hmm. the fuck? (laughs) So what is going to happen to these bills guys? Like what is, what are, Uh, what's your take on this? They're going to shave it down or uh, it won't pass. And even if they shave it down, it might not pass. That's the really only outcome here because you've got these people. Imagine at least just throwing a number like two trillion. You, and, yeah. um, I think they they're going to somehow means test I'm, infrastructure. I'm yeah, pretty sure Mansion. I'm pretty sure Mansion wanted to bring it down to one five. Yeah, which means you're going to have to get rid of and universal again, why? PK. You're gonna yeah. They're not going to get rid of the Medicare expansion. I bet. <laughs> yeah, he was calling that. He was calling them entitlements. Uh, yeah. Fun. Entitlements. Fun yeah, wording. Like, yeah, man. I like his vocab. Definitely no one in your fucking in your state that knows how to play the game. Any of these, huh? Yeah. Fucking like you know. Shit. No, no, they're pretty financially independent. Bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sad. Uh, so yeah, no, I I think it. They'll they got to capitulate to these fucking assholes, and they will because. Do you think the progressives are going to hold the line though? No, they have been so far. I don't think so. But I think I they're going to do what the left always the fucking does. I think they're going to. I'm sorry, I'm like too cynical. About it. I think they, yeah, they're going to go ahead and they're going to make that same argument they always make. So, something's better than nothing, you guys. And I mean, to an extent, it's true, but also to an extent, it's why they take do, your fucking slop and yeah. shut up. Yeah, exactly. It's why they always fucking lose. I guess I would <laughs> ask the, though, Rory, do you think? Do you think that there are enough establishment Democrats that would hurt, get hurt enough by not passing any meaningful legislation before the next reelection cycle? Uh, no, because, because they got their scapegoats. I don't know. I don't think based on what we've seen from the media blitz so far that Tough. there are enough people who think that this is the fault of, of the left. They keep trying to put this on the left 
They're trying really, hard. They're, they're trying, trying hard, hard, but I really don't. It, it it doesn't seem like it's working. Yeah, no, really I wouldn't doesn't. say that it's going to be effective again unless they do some sort of heavy capitulation and then try to argue about that thing they always do being the right call. You it's, know, it's which kind of like. Again, we're going to placate him now because next time when the door swings the other way, we want some bipartisanship out of the other side of the aisle. And, and it, never it, fucking it never fucking happens. happens. Exactly. And that's the part of it that will drive me fucking yeah. crazy. That's what I'm set up for, man, because that's what always fucking happens. Like That's I don't, what they want to happen. I don't Let's want it to be what happens. not fucking split hairs here. That's what exactly how they like it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to pass these fucking things. They don't benefit from it. They only benefit it from politically. And if they can not pass it and blame it on the other side, even fucking better. Everyone's happy. Well, that's the political game, isn't it? It makes you wonder. It kind of makes you wonder where convictions are among certain people. Even but. happier if they can blame it on the left of their party. Yeah. But what's the, what's the left going to do to do damage control in terms of that? Like, right now, holding the they line, in shit. my opinion, no, I think they, holding the line, in my opinion, is the only strategy right now. Because no, the only strategy is, else, to spin, is to spin what they give up. As being the sort of things where they go, well, you know, we we really I, didn't need. We got we got the important things. Yeah, that's but then my 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 point is going to be like, why did you then? Why didn't you fight for it? Like that's I don't your fucking think, job. I don't think. Why would you have to give up? I don't think the left, specifically, like uh, kind of Bernie in this situation, since that's kind of people who are who people are de facto looking to He'll in write. the Senate on this is. I don't. Like, does Bernie really have much to lose here? Like, yeah. I don't really think he has much to lose by sticking his ground on it. And again, again, I I don't think, at least as of yet, I do not think the blame has been successfully shifted to the left. I think they are desperately trying, and the only people right now who are going with that rhetoric are are bad faith actors within that sphere anyway i don't think don't they're wrong i don't think the right wing are, the right wing are. for sure are pushing they're like oh biden's agenda has been hijacked by the progressive the progressive they're pushing and they're they're they, no, they're, that's you know their they point. are turning on they, is it, it's sticking on the radical centrists that's what i'm like saying dude, the second mention. like if they're making fun of fucking centrists on snl because of this shit yeah. like it is within the libs subconscious that this is the fault of them, not fucking mm, yeah. Bernie. You know, like it's like Which that's what I I'm guess saying. Is a good sign. I it's it's kind of hard to tell <laughs> how, because, like you said, is this how we gotta read America? <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking watching SNL clips and like trying to figure this out back. Well, that's how you read Lib America. Yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta you watch can read, the intro. Oh, by God. watching late night television for sure. By watching, yeah. I have not night, watched yeah. late night television in yeah. ages. Watching yeah. Jimmy yeah. Kimmel cry. Yeah, yeah, but again, I'll I'll uh, I'll wait until the dust clears on the other end of everything before I start saying about how right. how things will be viewed from one way or another. I mean, don't get me wrong, right. like to what you were saying, like Bernie Sanders, I think he's always going to be supported, but the fact of the matter is Bernie Sanders is one of the more moral guys who always ends up losing because he doesn't get a lot of support. So, yeah, like you know, that's the tough thing about it. You're it's not like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I I do see a situation where Bernie capitulates more than he'd like to, but so far. He has not even left the door open to the idea of, of, of going below 3.5 because that was that was his pragmatic that approach is the, to it. Mm-hmm. And that is and, the consolation. Yeah, yes. that is. That is the consolation. And he doesn't mean anyone what, remember that. He did what we needed to do for many, many years in Washington, which is go in with a much higher, higher first, you know, 
first asking price to the negotiating table, which is what Democrats never do because oh, they yeah. fucking no, they, 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 they always, negotiate. They always lowball. They negotiate themselves down before they even sit down at the negotiating table, right. which is like we're going to be so reasonable about them. We're going to be so and, reasonable, you guys. Yeah. And, I, and that's how they so far, the so far he stood strong on it. When people ask him about it, he just goes, I see no reason to compromise here. And and it's like until until I think until cinema and mansion specifically cinema right now, because she's public enemy number one. I think until she can find a way to to successfully articulate what she wants exactly i don't think they're going to be able to shift the blame over to him because they're just not even giving the media anything to work with right now. i think She's people will try like they job. always do but dude but. people want the people want this legislation to pass if it's not going to pass she's going to be hated even more yeah I think yeah. you're being. Like, I think you're matter. being a tad too cynical here, Rory. I think. I think right now you don't realize that there is enough. <laughs> there is something. enough. Which it, yeah, that is saying something. I'm not saying it they could have, still turn out bad, but I'm saying I think the the window of of blame uh, or like the brunt uh -huh. of the blame right now is nowhere near as close as you think it is to the left. I no, think no, it's I, very much on the center. I think you know I, which is their role. I I think what my point is, I'm sitting here saying. I, I think you're right in terms of the left's view, but I think that when you look at what the right, I think the center right might be inclined to agree with that too, but I feel like that anything past that is going to go ahead and do what they always do, which is try to blame as far left as possible. And I think you will see, uh, you know, from my cynical perspective, no matter what happens, we'll, we'll hear something from Bernie Sanders telling us all why what happened wasn't good enough. But you the know. thing is, the thing is, Biden's already putting out a number of like one point nine no, to two point two, two point two trillion. So my mm -hmm. thing is, if if the progressives hold the line, because think of it this way: it's forty eight senators who are okay with a three point five trillion dollar spending bill. It's just two that aren't. So clearly, this is a political loss for whoever votes against this, because there's overwhelming well, support from the people and the House on this. So it's. I, like I said, I don't understand why we wouldn't what, want to hold the line and just not capitulate what I at could all. See, what I could see happening, to speak to Rory's point, would be Cinema and Mansion holding out for like another week or whatever of just this absolute like media blitz till people are just so exhausted and so pissed off about it and then throw a number out there and then it will shift to, you know, they'll be like, we finally got this number. We should just take it. And Maybe. then it has the possibility to shift to the left when they're like, this is ridiculous. You're cutting out so much. And they're just going to be like, listen, sometimes this is just what you have to do. So in that regard, yeah, let me get back like to I, that. I could see that happening. And that would be uh, exceedingly depressing because, yeah, there would probably be a lot of people who'd be like, they just need ben, to you know, accept it yeah, for the, what it the is. Center, the center right is absolutely. Then you just described the playbook. This. Yeah. Yeah. You just described the playbook to a T basically and that's that why i'm sad because like again <laughs> there's only one result here and that's going to be a negotiation down like i don't i i, I see the holding but i just don't see how in the end it as like, always you're about how the left is holding a line the you've got these other people. two it took two people doing the opposite and holding the line in the other direction and that's why we're having this conversation like it took two of them so that's why that's my gripe <laughs> with the progressives as well there's more of them in congress they could they, could, they could use the same strategy they could use the same fucking strategy, but they don't. Mm -hmm. let, let me just quote Brett Stevens' uh, op-ed, oh, dead bug at uh, <laughs> New York Times. Dear Senators Manchin and Cinema, 
whether the occasion is social or political, the hero of the party is the person who will grab the keys before the drunks can get behind their wheels. This week, it falls to the two of you to be that person. Wow. Kill me. <laughs> Fucking what kill a dick. Me. <laughs> oh, man. And then he spins it to be like, this is why Biden's going to lose to Trump. Which just goes to show Brett Stevens is, is rooting for Biden. <laughs> that is not a... Oh, God, man. It's just so, like... How roundabout. It's just so exhausting and insufferable. Yeah. You know, I just... Uh, and meanwhile, the, the, there's a giant oil spill in California that we haven't even fucking talked about, and it's a complete ecological disaster. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's so par for the course, man. It's just so yeah. par for the and court. a school shooting today we haven't mentioned. Like these are the things that go that was Texas, unspoken right? again. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are the things that go unspoken about when we're busy talking about cinema and mansion and Facebook <laughs> and Facebook and and what I mean, which are important things, but like sure. Well, it's just funny it, to think about how such horrible things have become so commonplace. Yeah, right. That's it's interesting, and the way that you know our our attention gets shifted to these other things that you completely miss. Like I didn't even I wasn't even aware of the spill in California, you know. Uh, it's fucking huge. It's it's yeah. a complete disaster, and uh, we need to end all offshore drilling. All oh, of yeah, the, even even if for no other reason than the fact that they are all decrepit machinery at this point, and there's an no safe way to process. transport oil. There's no safe way to do offshore drilling. It's like if anyone who's ever seen the methodology for offshore drilling, it's an insane process. It's an ins- it's such an insane process that when the BP oil spill happened, like the reason that happened is because they had this certain valve that was a redundancy in case the first one broke and they both broke. And you're like, okay, yeah. but if a system's that fucking shitty, why are you doing it? As they take these long metal tubes and drive them fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards down through the ocean water just to get to the fucking bedrock and then they have to drill down through all of that into the oil and you're telling me that over a pipe that fucking long that you're not expecting it to fucking have a break potentially and again like you're saying and and the smallest break is an absolute catastrophe it's so much pressure too it's fucking ridiculous how the first person who like conceived of this process is such a dick i just can't even get over it insane dude i laugh but it's fucking it's like the same thing i thought of when like when somebody explained fracking to me and i was like how can you guys not see how fucking awful this is like, well no because you like you, you you go in we pump this this solution it, and well, it it's loosens natural, up guess. all the it's natural <laughs> yeah it's like holy fuck you guys really you guys couldn't see how this could like create an ecological disaster. I'm like, yeah, but like, think about the, you know, the money that you, you make. It's like, okay, great. Anyways, I've been thinking, I've been in a real fucking optimistic mood. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything's going to be okay. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go work as an offshore, like oil derrick worker, just so I can either, you know, be like more miserable than I am now but I'll also get paid really well. And the chance of yeah, dying you get a is good high. Chance of, well, and a good chance of workman's comp if you don't die. Yeah. like So it's a it, win-win. One of those Very chains true. will take leg off. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. So. Right, OnlyFans, dude. Just do OnlyFans. Oh, Jesus. Just, I mean, just go for who, it. Who doesn't want to see my butt? <laughs> one of the things that I would put in it. All for $10.99. Get, get, get Gnosis to subscribe. 
You're fucking, you're Irish ass, dude. Yeah. Your fucking ass is probably so white. They could use this as a white balance for lighting. We did that. <laughs> There's a market. Uh-huh. Oh, God. You know, oh, it's fine. Hilarious. You tell me some more stuff I heard in the third grade. Thanks, man. It's cool. <laughs> Kids are cool. Thanks, Ben. Oh, <laughs> my God. God. Yeah, yeah, I know. All this all this talk of, of cinema and mansion, we haven't even, you know, we haven't even been able to talk about the new James Bond. If only Nas was here. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Nas. We're talking about the importance of Daniel Craig. I wonder uh I wonder if they brought back uh, Christoph Waltz. He's such a great actor. Yeah, like him. <laughs> so I hope they did. I hope that's what caused Daniel Craig to come back because it didn't seem like he was going to come back to do another Bond. Have I gone on with the bit long enough? Are we good? <laughs> we are good. We okay. are good. We'll get, we'll, get Nas. Nas, we'll get Nas to give him uh, give us a review of the new yeah. James Bond movie. Oh and then we can all I'm surprised Nas care. wasn't skipping this to go watch Venom 2. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm really interested to see how they handle the Maximum Carnage storyline from Spider-Man because I thought that, you know, if I was ever going to make a Marvel, you know, uh, movie, that is the storyline I would have used. So I really hope they don't fuck it up and I'll stop being a nerd now. Um, yeah, don't don't look at the reviews. Oh, I'm sure it's really bad. <laughs> is it, it's, is it coming, uh, is it really bad? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's too bad. Has, it, has anyone watched Many Saints of Newark yet? I, I have. I haven't started it yet. Is it any good? It was fine. It's fine. That's what I yeah. expected. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> that is. And you're still going to watch it, aren't you? Of course yeah. I'm going to watch it. I've watched <laughs> The Sopranos like three times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, you watch, like, if you're watching yeah. The Sopranos, uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's, it wasn't I love like The Sopranos. Yeah. It was fine. It was a fine movie. I don't remember The Sopranos. It, it's such it's, a long it's time ago. I watched it as a kid. Christopher, probably watch it. Christopher. Christopher. I can't. Nabil, I don't if you're gonna be Nabil, if you're gonna be a true uh, dudes rock leftist, bro, you have to yeah, you like have, have to the Sopranos watch. memorized. You know, you have to have them memorized. Dudes, dude. <laughs> oh, on other news, I see uh, we've got a couple of followers on our Twitter. Worry, what's what's that about? Didn't oh, really... Jesus, do we? Uh, yeah. I, I've just been harassing people like always, man. Uh, and they're following us as a result? Is that mm, is No, that I think works? some people are seeing when I make people look stupid and they're following us as a result. But then I also have noticed that oh, we I have like... some people who follow us because they want to follow around the comments and be like assholes about it. Um, <laughs> which is also fun as long as like, I don't know, there's this one guy who follows Great job boosting me. engagement. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I try. Um, do you tell these people we actually have a podcast and they should listen to us? Or I just... legit. Oh, sometimes. And I legitimately, I'm that's why I'm concerned that you're putting uh, profits ahead of safety here. Rory. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, exactly. Stop I'm inciting like, people. I'm 100. <laughs> I'll, wait, I will admit one thing. I'm 100% trying to incite people on, on, uh, on Twitter. Like just, does not so know bad. that that all of our listeners are just coming from you getting like people that just hate listen to our podcast yeah. and then, yeah. just and then writing hilarious reviews yeah. and then writing. writing really mean things. It's, it's really writing funny. really mean reviews yeah. because when that person when I was like I'm pretty sure this is somebody that I harassed on Twitter you're like I don't know guys they make some valid points they did make some valid points having said that I remember <laughs> before I started an argument I mean they were guy on Twitter yeah no they weren't it's fine um, 
What? <laughs> no, it was. It was objectively oh, hilarious yeah. that this guy <laughs> hate listened to our podcast and then left a very he really listened. It he shows left, he really listened. He left yeah, really yeah. constructive criticism, and it was like wicked funny because he like he hated it, and I was like, wow, this is all like pretty spot on. Like it was like it's <laughs> all pretty spot. on. I think the thing that I I thought was funny. Can we message him back saying can yeah. we've we've put your uh. Yeah, we can't get that guy, but I I didn't tell you guys what I did was there was I was talking to a guy who was particularly after me on Twitter one day. And so I checked our Apple podcast rating before and after the argument, and they were definitely the person that came on and did it because like in the span of a day, it was either this other person came along and it was very, very convenient, or it was this fucking guy, (laughs) which is like, hey, at least the engagement happened. Um, I also did try to invite somebody on the podcast. Um, they, I can't remember what their argument was. It was something stupid and wrong. Um, and I very much wanted to get them on so they could debate me in person. And I am pretty sure they told me to fuck myself or something. It was, it was very, very nice. It was a couple weeks ago. Uh, we have listeners. They just go to another school and you wouldn't know them. 